glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian, our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Good morning, friends. You're tuned in from uh, Rwanda here in Chigali, and uh, it's good to be with you this morning. With me today is uh, Pastor Hassan Chiwirango. Pastor Hassan, you're welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. Hassan is a youth pastor here at uh, CLA, Rwanda. God called him into ministry four years ago, and uh, he's been very faithful in this job. Hassan, what is so great about serving young people? Yeah, um, I find that serving young people and reaching out to them with the gospel, both young um, youth and children, Mm. is that they are more receptive to the gospel. Mm. And I think because they have not yet uh, been bombarded with a lot of uh, worldviews, experiences, Mm. and so many things where they can, you know, pick and choose what to throw. They are are more bendable, Mm. if I'm to use Mm. um, that word. So um, I find it easy to serve them because they're very very receptive mm-hmm. at least much more than um the older generation mm-hmm. i mean it's interesting that you say that that they're more they're more receptive and yet when you realize and look at the, what the enemy is doing they're like oh they're like the enemy's number one target and yet even for us when you reach the young people you've reached yes you've reached the, the church for the next uh, number of uh, generations mm-hmm. what would you say is the young people's uh, greatest challenge here in uh, in Rwanda, especially the believers, uh, the young people in Rwanda are are really as an offshoot or a generation of uh, our recent past. Mm. So 25 years ago, we had the genocide mm. that happened, where so many people were killed at mm. the hands of their own neighbors, and there's mm. not a single family mm. that was not affected mm. by this genocide. Mm. So you have uh, the offspring mm. of the people who um, who experienced the genocide firsthand, mm. and uh, Part of the genocide was at the hand of the church mm. and uh, the church uh, had a hand in it mostly the catholic church and the traditional mm. churches mm. and uh, it was also at the hand of young people mm. young people were used mm. uh, to to be you know the the, the, the henchmen mm. of the genocide so uh, christianity the post-genocidal christianity in rwanda has mm. been quite a challenge mm. because they they question a lot mm. why would god allow something like this, something to, like happen. this to happen mm. at the, the scale at which it did mm. why would god allow uh or why why would the church be involved mm. at the killing of others so mm. those are things that we've had to contend with mm. uh the second challenge uh is um what we call most of us call uh the, the postmodern christianity mm. the modernization of the world the acceleration of technology mm. has really exposed young people to a lot of information Mm. they receive a lot of information in a very very uh, short span of time so they have to decipher through a lot Mm. what we give them can be viewed as some just any other content Mm. so being able to preach the gospel and get them grounded uh, with the gospel get them grounded with the word of god that has hit a roadblock why because they are questioning Mm. they they really are questioning because they're being exposed to all these worldviews, mm. and you know they're having easier access to information than mm. than we did before. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those those are some of the two challenges mm-hmm. that we're facing within our context. And I need you to understand something. That I'm really asking these questions so that the listeners can know how to pray the different churches here in Rwanda. The next question I'm going to ask is a bit of a kalango, but don't think of it that like that. With it that you know about Word of Life and what you've seen us do um, in terms of our satellite ministry here in uh, in Rwanda, how can we be able to help the church to be able to reach these young people effectively? Because we're here to help. We're mm. really here to help. Well, what, what would you advise us to do? Uh, we are new to this thing. You've been here for four years, and I'm sure you've been serving uh, in the youth ministry longer than yeah, longer than longer than four years. Mm. But how can we be able to help as uh, as Word of Life? Yeah, I think uh, one of the value adds that Word of Life brings, especially mm. for example for Christian Life Assembly, what we've been able to benefit from Word of Life is mm. decades of uh, honing a certain craft mm. of developing resources mm. uh, that help, especially young people. Uh, study the word of God, have a disciplined devotional life. Mm. We've we've been, you know, benefiting from the resources that mm. are already available. Mm. And uh, I think how Word of Life can continue to help is uh, through partnerships and through sharing the resources they've developed over mm. time. Mm. Uh, we found them very, very, very beneficial mm. uh, for both the leaders that I serve alongside myself, mm. uh, even for me, but also the, the, the young people that we reach. Mm. Uh, amazing resources. The um, the reading plan, um, the quiet time diaries. Uh. By the way, one of the things you may not know is that uh, I did share your mm. story in one of the podcasts that I did a few weeks ago mm. when you signed up for the Galatians class. Yes. The Galatians master class. Exactly. Uh, this is this is the half that I was talking about. Exactly. That, uh, tell us about that class. I know this is not part of the things I was supposed to ask you, but tell us about that class. How did you find it? Yeah, so the, the class has re- been so eye-opening. Mm. I mean, having nine sessions... Mm. Uh, and you're in this book, uh, the book of the Galatians, and trying to understand the nitty-gritty of what it entails. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really revolutionizing for the young adults. Mm-hmm. So we have a young adult cell mm-hmm. of about um, 100. Mm-hmm. On average, about 50, 60 show up every week. Mm-hmm. So it's been a life-changing experience just learning, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to great detail, mm. the book of Galatians. And uh, so it's been really, really uh, an amazing journey. Can you take a minute and just, we're talking about challenges of young people, and uh, just take a minute to just discuss some of the solutions and strategies that we can be able to apply to their challenges as young people. Do you think sound doctrine is a problem, uh, especially when the church is trying to help the current situation? Yeah, I think, uh, again, like I said, because young people are, they're easily moved by every wind of doctrine. Yes. Uh, so sound doctrine is one of the biggest challenges mm. in our day. Mm. Uh, and um, I mean, if uh, whatever they're exposed to, if, if we're not careful, is that they take it in. Mm. They take it in, it forms a belief system mm. in many of them. And sometimes uprooting those things later on becomes a bit difficult. So, mm. so yeah, so one of the things that, you know, that are a challenge for today's church mm is to be able to apply itself to sound doctrine mm. and to be able to give sound doctrine to the next generation. Mm. That's very, very important. What's the state of uh, of discipleship from what you've seen with the churches that we're seeing here? Because one of the things that is very, very key, and our Lord Jesus Christ mentioned that is when he was leaving, he left with the good Christians, he said, go make disciples mm. of all nations and uh, baptize them in the Father, the Son and Holy the Holy Spirit, Spirit. and teaching them to obey everything, everything. I've mm. commanded you. Mm. And we just covered the last part of that concerning 
right doctrine, mm. our teaching. But what's the climate? What's the status of discipleship mm. of young people we, as we interact with churches? And is that is that yeah. a need? It's 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 a need definitely. Most most churches mm. in Rwanda, just as you would have it anywhere else, mm. especially by churches I mean institutions. Yeah. Um, the, the issue of discipleship is usually linear. They mm. see it as a class. Mm. You come, attend a class, and then you get a certificate. Mm. And for them, they said you've gone through discipleship. Mm. Um, but there's an element of walking a journey mm-hmm. uh, and being able to, for an, a, a longer period of time, pour yourself into mm. somebody else and watch them, rather open your life to them and have them observe mm. your journey as a follower of Christ. Mm. Uh, and that does not happen very often because, you know, church leaders and churches are they are busy running programs mm. and uh, so we, we we are really at a deficit in the area of discipleship personally what i've done is that uh, i i have personally for the last five years even before i started off here mm. is I've, I've been discipling young men mm. uh, for an extended period of a year mm. per block so i get 12 young men mm-hmm. uh, and i walk a journey with them for an entire year mm. And uh, really, I pour myself into them, share the things that I've learned, mm-hmm. um, the faith that I walk, share my successes, my flaws, and uh, open our home to them. Uh, and I've seen that bear fruit in their own lives. And many of them, are con- uh, they've gone ahead to, um, to disciple mm-hmm. other people based off of what we've learned. So if, if every uh, mature or maturing Christ follower mm-hmm. uh, would be able to take a few people mm-hmm. and walk an extended journey with them, share scripture with them, share ex- life experience with them. So for me, I really see this discipleship as doing life mm. uh, with, um, with, with with others. Amen. Thank you so much, Hassan. You're very welcome. David. Well, well, friends, before you go, I'd like you guys to just keep praying. Uh, this coming month, at the end of the month, uh, the very last weekend, we shall be having the soccer marathon where we'll have different churches bring teams to play. Uh, the game and uh, the winner will be taking home a goat and uh, we pray oh, wow. that uh, as uh, as the people are playing in this soccer pitch the community just will gather and uh, we'll share the gospel with them the previous soccer marathon we were able to reach about 500 people with the gospel and several ones gave their lives to Christ so if you're out there maybe in Rwanda and you'd like to come and help on this day to try and be a part of the team uh, please just get in touch with me and uh, we can see how we can be able to work together. Well, have a good day and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.